What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 175 of Beef's Beef. And you know what? I apologize for being absent for so long. I do. I apologize. It's been like three months. I've had people texting me, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully that video made up for that log absence. Um, I apologize. I'm back. And I'm coming back with a vengeance. Uh, but before I do any of that, you know who I got to shout out. I got to shout out the people that sponsor me, the people that put their name behind mine, and the people that show up whenever you watch the video and all that stuff. But when you listen to the audio, you get to hear it here. The first one, the first sponsor that I've ever had, Crystal Lackey at Stockton Mortgage. Crystal's a good friend of mine. Hit her up for any home loan needs, any refinancing, anything that has to do with the home buying process contact crystal you can get in contact with her at 502-615-0743 and it's crystal lackey at stockton mortgage 502-615-0743 stockton mortgage is an equal housing lender mls number 8259 crystal lackey mls number 1735979 by the way i haven't done this in a couple of months it's like i mean like riding a bike Hit that MLS number, which I used to struggle with back in the day when BJ was still on here. Uh, hit that like it was nothing. Next one. You guys have seen the Beef's Beef ESPN shirt or ESPN-ish logo shirts. Everybody compliments me on them, how, how soft they are. Everybody compliments on how, how clean it looks. Delium Clothing. Hit my guy up, Isaac, at Delium Clothing, BDE. L-L-I-O-M, Delium, it's pronounced Delium. Um, even though there's a B in front, you don't have to say it. Delium. Delium is men's and women's minimalistic brand that focuses on modern aesthetic and quality. Everything comes pre-shrunk, which if you have my shirt, you already know this. Uh, the shirts fit fantastically. Um, you can find his, uh, it, it, they're pre-shrunk, ready to wear. You can find his stuff at Hems Gentleman Boutique in downtown New Albany. Uh, make sure you you uh, you support my guy Isaac Delium Clothing, and the last one, it's not really as around as much anymore, um, but I'm still gonna shout out Mike and Cheese, best mac and cheese in town, uh, delivery to Southern Indiana and the Louisville area when he is available. That's the part I am going to add into this. It's when he is available, he will do delivery. Um, he told me recently because. As most of you guys know, he's the other person that was a part of that video along with our buddy Kevin. Um, he'll try to, you know, if he's got some time, he may throw some orders out there. Um, so feel free to give him a call. Let him know I sent you. And try the Beef Beef Pizza Mac, 502-548-6845. Please make sure that I told you or that I sent you. And not only that, not only support Mike and Cheese, but support his new podcast, Mic'd Up. Right now he's putting out uh, reviews of songs where he's listening to songs on YouTube. Mic'd Up Podcast, M-I-K-E-D, Up Podcast on YouTube, I believe is what it is. Uh, hopefully I didn't butcher that. But, I mean, I share it on my Facebook. He shares it on his Facebook. So if you're friends with him or if you're friends with me, go, go watch it. His videos are much shorter than mine. So if you get tired of seeing me just sit here and ramble on for forever, or uh, don't like to sit here and listen to interviews for as long, go watch his, go watch his stuff. His stuff is six to 12 minutes long right now, but he's going to start sprinkling in interviews like I do. 
Uh, he even told me I'm going to be a guest on there at some point. So if you want to just support me, support him on that one. It doesn't matter. I'd love for you to just go on there, show him some love. That's, that's like my brother. Um, but today, episode 175, uh, boop, right there. I'm back and I have a great interview for you guys. If you guys love the behind the scenes, you're going to love this episode. Because guess what? I'm interviewing Coach Scott Davenport. Coach Scott Davenport has become a, a good friend of mine. Uh, I've become a big Bellarmine fan uh, as he and I have gotten closer. I've made Bellarmine fans of uh, friends of mine as well because of just how gracious he is and how hard he gets his team to play. Um, in this episode, we're going to talk about, um, you know, the video that we made, what his thoughts are on that. Um, you know, when they got the word about the NIT stuff um, and, and a whole array of things. So, guys, without further ado, Coach Scott Davenport. Hey, Coach, I appreciate you taking some time out and uh, joining me tonight on the show. No, I'm glad to be here. It's March. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I wish I wish it was us watching you play somewhere, but, you know, that's just, that's a conversation for later. But uh, first place I want to start is I want to thank you for letting myself and, you know, two of my buddies do the behind the behind the scenes with you guys and uh, – just openly, I'd love to get what your thoughts were on it because I know you and I texted uh, personally, but I'd love to get your thoughts on here and what you thought of it. No, we loved it, and I thought it was very, very professional. And it was class, and uh, I know this, the guys enjoyed it. I mean, it's always different when you see yourself, and it's just not game footage. I mean, they're so used to seeing game footage, to see the real interactions that you all caught. Uh, that's real, and yeah. I think that's – Again, I use that phrase all the time, but that's what having a program is all about. Yeah, it was funny listening. You do a lot of your radio stuff because obviously I watched them edit all, everything that we did on that. Everything you were saying, I was like, I wonder where I've heard that before. Yeah, I know. It does. <laughs> so one, one thing I did want, you, want to ask, I wanted a way to incorporate it into the video, but we couldn't find a way, was the free throw shooting drill you guys did at the end of the walkthrough. Right. Is, that, is that something – that you guys do before every game? What we, we and, and your questions were great. First of all, yes, we do it every game. Free throw show up. People don't realize is you're watching this NCAA tournament right now. Between four, 24 and 26% based on the year of every point scored, and this is going to be a 67-game sample, will be a free throw. So we'll be a free throw. And it varies a little each year, but that's basically the average over time. And our philosophy on free throw shooting is everybody shoots for everybody. It's not you. Like if, if Brandon shoots one free throw, he's going to shoot it for the entire team, which means you hit it, we go the next drill, you miss it, we all run. Because in a game, you're not shooting them for you. You're yeah. shooting them for us. And I think that enables people to concentrate a little harder and stay a little more at the big picture, not just, I got to make this. So in a normal circumstance, because you guys were ridden with the flu in a normal circumstance, you guys would, you guys would then run because I know you guys did reset it a couple of times. No, we would only do that in a normal practice. Yes. In a normal practice, we all shoot for everybody. Then at the end, every free throw we ever shoot either has a goal or they are counted and recorded because you got to shoot with a purpose. You just can't shoot. So, 
Why did you just bring up that stat, which I've never heard? It's a fantastic stat. I'm a big stat guy as well. Why do you think free throws are so overlooked, really, in the game today? Because you look at some of the guards now in the NBA, they don't shoot a very good percentage. No. I mean, do you think that that drill kind of helps you guys? Because you shoot 75% as a team, which is a fantastic percentage as a team. Well, I, I can't speak to other programs how they do it. I can only speak on how we do it. And you asked me about do you have a goal each year? Yeah, our goal every year. Day one is to set the school record. And what is the school record currently for free throws? I think it's like 78 two, and and we have broken it like six times in my 17 years. That's not a bad goal to have. That's the goal each year, though, to be the best free throw shooting in the in the history of Belton. So let's pick up after the video. Um, I kind of wish we would have waited another couple of days to release it so we could have gotten everything, but you know, we we were on time constraint. So the last game the video cover was the game against FGCU. First game after that, you all traveled to Liberty and beat a fantastic team. And what I mean, what a lot of people would consider a hostile environment. Explain what it was like to kind of get over the hump to finally beat Liberty and not only to do that, but to beat him on the road in such a in such a big circumstance. Well, first of all, let's go back. So our game against Florida Gulf Coast ended roughly at nine o'clock Thursday night. So we immediately were into ice baths, hydration, refueling, taking care of our bodies. We were on spring break, so we had practice scheduled the next morning on Friday at 10 a.m. And we, we would start, that practice would have start with film, practice, more film. And then a, a, a scheduled 11.45 departure on the bus, which was an eight-hour and 40-minute ride to Liberty, to Lynchburg, Virginia. And a credit to our players, so that film was scheduled at 10 a.m. at spring break. We started film at 9.25. Everybody was already there. We went through film, practice film, had food delivered to the bus and started our journey, which was, like I said, right at eight hours and 40 minutes to Lynchburg uh, with more film and dinner brought in and then get them to bed. Now, the task at hand on Saturday, you're playing a Liberty team who had never lost an A-Sun Conference tournament game. You're playing them in a facility. They've only lost two games, period in the history of the facility. And it was, I, in my opinion, two really, really good basketball teams letting it go. We get the win. And, you know, now you wait and see who you're going to play. The other semifinal game, Jacksonville State was hosting Jacksonville. But that game was scheduled to start at 6, 6 p.m., just like ours. But that was central time, so they were an hour behind us. Yeah. So one thing I want to speak on is, is you always you, you're very consistent with you speak about preparing to, for every game the exact same way. And something that stuck out to me this past weekend, uh, I'm sure a guy that you can probably consider fan, uh, Coach Calipari uh, gave obviously he gave credit to Tennessee for beating them. But something that stuck out to me was he told he said that his team, he didn't do a morning shoot around. Would you say that that is one of the biggest factors in your team being able to sustain success from Division Two to Division One is preparing well, the same way? You know, again, the first lesson you ever learn in coaching is there's more than one way to be successful. And I'm sure their thought process was the back-to-back games, thinking about the potential of playing three games in three days. You were going from a night game to a, a, a late afternoon game. I, I, could, I could easily see and justify how someone would do that but the moment it doesn't go the way you think it should or you expect it, you start second-guessing yourself. Welcome yeah. to coaching. <laughs> so 
just like you mentioned, you all played uh, you all played before Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. How did you guys find out Jacksonville had ended up pulling the upset? Did you guys? It, it'll be one for a lifetime. We were only, only staying four to five minutes from the arena in Lynchburg. So we, we all the media obligations, et cetera, which was really special because Dylan Penn and I went to do the, the media and, and I've never seen this. We come back and it was a long, long walk down the long ramp, which joins their new facility and their old facility. And all our players were outside of the locker room. The whole team. Now we had dressed at the hotel. So really, I mean, that was not to be anything special, but they didn't go get on the bus. So I immediately said, guys, something wrong with the bus? Is it not here? I mean, everybody, game's over. All your obligations, go get on the bus. You know, some people may have family members there. You no, I said, no, coach, we're waiting on Dylan. I, I've never seen that before in my life. They all were just waiting on Dylan. So we go in, we finish dress, we get, now we start to the hotel. We're following the game, obviously. And it's like the under eight media and Jacksonville's ahead. Well, we had packed for five days. We had packed for five days, leaving on Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday would be the finals. And they would be, we had to prepare that they could be at Jacksonville State. Yeah, They were the overall number one seed. So we were a little, you know, we got on the bus and Jacksonville's ahead at the under eight. Jacksonville's ahead. Yeah. Well, if Jacksonville wins, we're going back to Louisville to host. Yeah. Well, the bus, those, the two, the last eight minutes, as we know in college basketball, probably lasted 20. And then it was a battle of karma. You, we couldn't get off the bus. And Jacksonville yeah. went from like one ahead to three ahead to one down to, two ahead and, and then they're one down again, then it's tied. Well, they're watching on their phone. Then that was bad karma. And Mark bug does a color on our radio was literally following on his phone, not, not on the video, but his following was ahead of the video. <laughs> so now they're all yelling at him. Then if you moved your seat, they yelled at you for that. Well, the game ends Jacksonville wins. And we're heading home. We're not heading to Jacksonville State. But I'll tell you this, when that horn sounded, that bus was rocking. I mean, it was rocking. We go in the lobby, and if, if, if your people listening followed, we put out on social media a video in the lobby of the hotel asking people to support us on Tuesday night. CJ and Dylan and Ethan and JB all spoke. That was literally before they had been to the room. They made that in the lobby of the hotel. They went showered, and we had uh, dinner brought in, breakfast the next morning, eight and a half hours back to Louisville. We got back to Louisville Sunday around 5.30 in the afternoon. So at what point did you find out how packed Freedom Hall was going to be for the game against Jacksonville? I mean, when you walked in? Well, we knew. Our, you know, Chris Cooper, Beth Byer, Scott Weekend, all our athletic department, they, they were trying to get things out. Uh, Ticketmaster was giving us updates. And it was growing and growing and growing and growing. And I know we listed 6,251. 6, that did not count the 840 students that were a block. Bellman took care of that block. So we were just under then, just over, excuse me, 7,000. Oh, wow. I did, I did not know that that number didn't count that. that. I mean, that atmosphere was one of the most electric atmospheres I've been in 
in a long time. Uh, I, I mean, it was but you're too young. That that's Freedom Hall. <laughs> well, I mean, I was actually in the last game of Freedom Hall, so I was there for that one. Um, okay. Yeah, so you I, know, you yeah, know. Yeah, I've I've been in some rocking atmospheres. I, I I guess I shouldn't say it's the most one I've been. It's it's one of the most ones, biggest ones I've been in in a long time. It was it was you know, super Brandon, exciting. We won't go in the the after the game, the text and the numbers and, but I had a phone call Wednesday morning, uh, fairly early from a, a, a gentleman named Richard Stewart. He actually attended Ballard before I coached there. He was a, a he's a, a big U of L fan, a big Bellarmine fan, and. And I've, Richard's been on my journey every step of my career. And he called me, said, I didn't want to text you. I want to call you. He said, I've gone back. I've gone back. And I cannot come up with a definitive moment that I had more fun at a basketball game than I had last night. And he called just to thank me. And I shared that with our players. That was all. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, how do you, how as a coach, because you've been coaching for a long time. How as a coach do you keep yourself from being caught up in that moment and staying into the game? Or is that something that you've been coaching for a while that you've kind of mastered that? Well, you're, you're trying to concentrate for your players so hard. But the moment that horn sounds, my, the moment that the horn sounds, my greatest thrill in coaching, the crazy hours, the travel, the recruiting, camps, weight training, conditioning, film, is to somehow get yourself as far back as you can and watch them. Just watch them. Well, if you go back to the 2011 National Championship game, if you go back to the 88 state champion at Ballard, I'll, you'll see me shake hand with, with Bobby Keith at Clay County or Ken Wagner was the head coach at BYU Hawaii. And I kind of vanished. I just want to get back and watch it. Well, I went and shook Jerome Mincy's hand from Jacksonville. We voted him unanimous coach of the year in our league. He's a tremendous, tremendous young coach. And I turned to be able to watch him and the storming of the court. I couldn't see a soul. Yeah. Now, after the trophy presentation, the all-tournament, the runner-up trophy, I was able to get back at the far free throw line to watch them each go up on a ladder above everybody to cut the net down, and that was special. So you you mentioned um, on your interview with, I think it was uh, WDRB, that you received an email just after midnight after you guys won the A-Sun title, and you all were informed at that point that you all were not going to be invited to the NIT. No, 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 no. That email came at 12.07 a.m. Thursday morning, not Wednesday morning. So no, no. Oh, okay, Thursday. We so played on Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Gotcha. It was 12.07 a.m. Thursday morning. I mean, obviously, I can't lie about that. I yeah. have it. It's documented. Yeah, yeah so, uh, sorry, I, I misunderstood that. Uh, so, you received that. Up until that point, I mean, first, how long had you all been told that you all were going to be able to get an invitation to the NIT? And second, what was the reasoning given to you all in the email? January of 2019. January of 2019. And it wasn't just us. It was our faculty athletic representative. It was members of our committee to investigate if we should transition to Division One. It came from our conference commissioner. There was a document that I located on that Wednesday night. That document is six pages long. It's the principal's uh, 
of the brackets and the invitations for the NIT. It's from the NIT committee. Um, it's like I said, six pages long. There's no date on anywhere. Hmm. Wow. No date. Yeah, you're a hunt. Just spoke volumes. Yeah, there's no date. They now, did that. Yeah. Now, if you say, "Well, it's you misunderstood," I checked with two other teams transitioning ahead of us. In other words, they're once three years in, once four years in. We're in year two. Both those teams, both those teams were under the understanding they would be eligible for the NIT also. And I have not had a response. So to kind of switch gears here, you just mentioned when we first started, when we first got on the call here, you were out recruiting today and you would be out recruiting tomorrow. After winning the conference tournament, the Bellarmine name was brought up everywhere. I'm, um, places like the Pat McAfee show, PTI, and, and really everywhere in between. You, you spoke um, about playing the schedule you did to help recruiting to get guys to say, hey, you know, we can go play here and to help play with other players. Do you think that despite the heartbreak of what just happened here with your name being mentioned so much, this is helping you in recruiting already, or you think it's too early to, to kind of well, reap the words it doesn't just help us. It helps the entire university. Now let's go to, let's go to analytics since that's a, the world we live in. Yeah. You mentioned PTI around the horn. The New York Times had a, a, an article from the Associated Press, picture of C.J. Fleming, uh, We've talked about Pat, Pat McAfee on and on and on. A firm that deals in analytics. From 7 p.m. Tuesday, when the horn sounded, 39 hours later, 10 a.m. Thursday morning, 39 hours, there were impressions, which means that could be every subscriber of the New York Times, it could be hits on Google. It could be all platforms of social media. It could be how many viewers watch PTI. It, you name it, worldwide. Yeah. 39 hours, 2.2 billion with a B. Wow. Now, it, it affects not just Bellarmine basketball, and it does. It's incredible for recruiting, but it affects Bellarmine University. You know, we're tuition-driven. We want to grow and to give our president, Dr. Susan Donovan, credit. That was her vision in, in making the transition from Division Two to Division One. no question about it. And in, in a community like Louisville, the greatest college basketball fans in the country, Yeah, I mean, uh, the atmosphere in Freedom Hall and beyond has spoke volumes. I wish, Brandon, every single individual that is so nice and so gracious to stop me and to say congratulations or brag on our guys. I just had one wish. I wish they could tell our guys. Yeah. I'd be happy if they could tell them because they are the ones that deserve it. Absolutely. Now, now, I mean, this has got to be something that helps you guys in that one-time transfer portal as well. I mean, there's so many different ways. I feel like watching that Jacksonville team, they had a lot of power five guys that had transferred. Jacksonville State game. They had a lot of guys that had transferred in. You had North Carolina transfers, et cetera. I mean, do you, do you expect that this is something – especially if that vote passes, you think you would, that you guys would be a hotbed for guys that would maybe come down from a well, power we're, we're not, we're not single-handedly living on transfers. We're, yeah. We don't, I mean, I don't care where they come from. We yeah. want players who first and foremost want to be a belt. Yeah. Show me somebody that loves where they go to work every day and they're going to be good at their job. True. We want someone who's going to absolutely love the players they're playing. 
I mean, they want to, they want the challenge in recruiting. You want players who want to become you, not they want you to become them. Yeah. There's a big difference. And then the third component, we want players who want to be coached and that we want to coach. So it doesn't make a difference if that's a high school player, if that's a transfer, we, we will not, not soften our standards on what the way we recruit. Not at all. So with the, with the decision to not play in the postseason after the NIT, uh, you know, did a 180 there, well, what went into that decision? Was that a players-driven decision? What is the entire team? No, it was a program decision. It's made by everyone. Yeah. And, and we that night, you have to understand, that night, Tuesday night, we ran up that ramp. You've been up that ramp yourself. Yeah. We thought we were playing in the NIT. Yeah. We played in the CBI last year. We got to the semifinals. So we weighed everything. Alec Freem had surgery the morning after a starter mm-hmm. who was out for the last, you know, six games, had surgery the, the morning after. Uh, we've had other injuries and illnesses, but that it was not a reason. It was just, okay, we thought we were in the NIT. There's all kinds of different uh, financial ramifications. Sunday night, the NCAA funded – 100 men's teams, 68 in the NCAA tournament, 32 in the NIT. They funded 100 in, you know, travel expenses, et cetera. On the women's side, they only funded 68. The women's NIT is owned by a private entity based out of Colorado. So there's just a lot of confusing questions. Yeah. So, so what does the future hold for the rest of the season as, as the NCAA tournament and IT, et cetera, plays on? Well, by rule, you have to wait two weeks, and then we will go back with our weight training, our individual instruction, and just, you know, individual improvement, both as, as, as individuals in terms of their body, their conditioning, we'll get people healthy. And the other point of emphasis will be, as always, team development. So I know uh... – there's a lot of people that, that want to hear you speak because you're a very charismatic person, not to pump your head up on here, but um, have you been contacted by any TV or any radio stations to do any NCAA tournament coverage? And would Only you be willing to do LKY here, and this will just be done in the studio, and I think that'll be kind of a fluid situation moving forward. Yeah, because I, I would love to see you, like, during games. Like, they, I know they've had Coach Patino on there in the past and, and other coaches that have maybe already been put out of the tournament or it, not in the tournament doing doing in-studio coverage. I would love to see you do something like that. Would well, that be something I, you'd be willing to do if they asked? I, I appreciate your, your flattery, but I've never been contacted except here locally. Awesome. Well, Coach, I appreciate you taking time out for me, man. And always, every time I ask, you seem to always do it. So I appreciate it. Well, you know, our players are the greatest marketing tool that Bellarmine University could have. And anything I can do to tell one person how proud I am of the players, how lucky I am to coach the players, and how fortunate we are to have players like these phenomenal young men representing this community, I'm going to take that opportunity, you bet. Absolutely. But I thank you, Brandon. You and your team, man, y'all keep it up because you're welcome anytime. Yeah, I know we have some eyes on some other games next year, and I told – uh I told, I told John, I was like, man, if there's a game that you guys want us to come just, hey, this is a big game for us. We'd love for you all to do another one. I told him, you get, you have my number as well. If there's ever a game that you're like, hey, about a week out, can you can you all do this game? We'll, we'll figure something out and come out and do it. Anything I can do for you, hit me up. All right. Thanks again, Coach. Okay, Parter. Thank you. All right. See ya.